0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the word of God that will make you see beyond the latest in the word. Here is Dr. David. And that is part two of the danger of hatred. Why this subject is so vitally important is that when you live with hatred uh, there are so many things that are attached to your life that you can possibly overcome. As a matter of fact when the spirit of hatred is in your heart, your prayer doesn't seem to work, hallelujah, because the Lord said in this word, when he gave the word, so when you pray, say, Father, which are the heaven, that will be done. And say, Forgive us as transpasses as we forgive those that transgress against us. So if God is going to forgive you of your transpassing, He's going to forgive you of whatever sins you committed, the Lord is asking, What about the brother that committed sin against you? Have you forgiven him? So the dimension by which God forgives you directly connected how much forgiveness you have for other people so if you have hatred in your heart then your prayer largely is going to be hindered and that is why you need to be free that's why you need to come to the place of absolute life and realm of forgiveness and keeping everything that's offence out of your heart so that there is no root of bitterness in your heart in any manner springing off that we call an offence Root of bitterness comes out of anger, out of hatred, whatever the case may be. Now when there is that root, now guess what? Anything that has root produces. So you must deal with these issues and that is why this subject is vitally important. I made us understand that when you talk about hatred, we're talking of intense hostility or aversion usually driven by fear or anger or some injury. What people have done to you, you develop hatred anger can make you develop hatred you know and in fact people insulting you as 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 the case may be and you get to know about it makes you develop hatred amen it, it it speaks of extreme dislike when you don't like somebody you just hate the person you don't want to see the individual and like i said before you who is actually having the spirit it is you that suffers the most because the individual that you so hate may not even know that you have such spirit in your heart. And anytime the name is mentioned, the person's name is mentioned, I mean, you, you begin to have trouble in your spirit. Amen? Praise the living God. Alright. Let's just read the scripture Psalm 90 verse thirteen. Again, I'm going to say this in relation to David. Like I said before, Hatred does not necessarily develop because of what some persons have done. You can literally hate people just because of their success. Just because of what God is doing in their life. Just because of the prosperity they are having. You just develop a dislike. They have not done anything. Praise the living God. They have not done anything. You just develop that. And so here, Psalm 90 verse 13. The Bible says, "Return, Oh Lord. Is that what I'm looking for? Okay. Have mercy. That's what I'm supposed to be. Have mercy, O God, consider my trouble, which has suffered them that hate me. And so here it is talking about, O oh Lord, have long. And it say, let it repeat. Repent thee, consigning thy servant. Now precisely what he's trying to say there, even if you're not scripture, it has to do with David seeking the face of God because of hatred that he's suffering from. Praise the living God. Because of the things that are coming. Especially when you watch what Saul was doing to him. For no just reason, Saul wanted to kill David. It is like David for no good reason. And just because David received the anointing to be a king. Praise the living God. And that's why I said before that people's success can just make them develop hatred for you i mean your success can make people hate you can make people develop hatred for you and you do the same thing again to to other people when you see them succeeding sometimes if you don't watch your heart you get that spirit of offense in your heart just because they are succeeding just because something is happening just because god is doing some things in their life you just develop hatred praise the living god now i said before that hatred is something that comes from your heart So look at Leviticus 19 verse 17. Leviticus 19 verse 17. Said thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and suffer not sin upon him. You can hate your brother in your heart. Like I said before, hatred is a thing of the heart. I may not know it. You, you knows it, and God knows it. If you hate somebody now, you can pretend, you know, showing a good face, but in your heart you know that you don't like this individual. You understand what I'm saying now? It's a thing of the heart, and it's always so powerful and and dangerous. Now, if you watch what happened to Mika. The daughter of uh, the daughter of Saul, Down, that was married to I me mean, married to David. Remember that. The Bible says she despised David, where well, in her heart, and that's the cause. Now she said what she said because first of all she have developed that dislike in her spirit towards David, and then she was able to speak out. So what I'm dealing with is the spirit of hatred is a thing of the heart. And and if you do you good to purge your heart of this spirit, if if the trace of it is developing in your heart, you need to watch it. You need to pray. You need to come out of it because it is expressly dangerous. And I'm gonna make you see a few things along that right. Praise the Lord. Now, last week I tried to make you understand that you can develop hatred for God. How I many of you remember that? Now I'm going to give you a simple definition of that because you always begin to feel what well, What does it mean? How I can it that I'm going to hate God? How is it possible for me to hate God? Yeah, you can, because the scriptures say you can hate God. And I'm going to make you see that. a simple definition of hatred again. Look at the book of Genesis twenty nine, verse thirty. I want to show you something here. Genesis twenty-nine, thirty, and then verse thirty one. And The Bible says, and he went in also unto Risha, talking about Jacob now. And he loved also Orisha, more than Leah, not that word, more than Leah, and saved him yet seven other years. Said seven years just because he needed her together. Then, verse the 31 When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Orisha was barren. Now, I want you to see that. He loved who Leah more than I mean Rachel more than Leah. So the word hatred in verse 31, it means to love less. Is that making sense to you? Right. So when you when we talk about hating God, it means you love God less than what you put in your faith on. That is why in Exodus. That 20 verse 5. You understand I'm talking about buying down to idols. In that case you're loving idols more than God. And so here you begin to see that Jacob hated Leah. Not that kind of hatred you describe but love less. He loved Leah less than who? Than Rachel. So hatred means to love less. And that is how you hate God. You hate God when you love him less. When your business takes the priority of your life, you hate God. Because you love your business more than God. God is less loved as compared to your business. Is that making sense to you? Praise the Lord. Are you there with me? Right. And that's why you say, what did the scripture tell you? Seek your first what. The kingdom of God In other words God should take the priority Or the place of priority In whatever thing you do It should be the first choice In whatever thing you do So when you say You hate God It simply means You love God less Than that thing that is keeping you And definitely it could be your business Hallelujah Amen Anything that takes the place of God Is a clear indication of what? Hatred Praise the living God amen now look at what deuteronomy 7 verse 10 says concerning those that love god less hallelujah concerning those that love god less and he said i will repay them that hate him to their faith to destroy them he will not be slack to him that hated him he will repay him to his face this is where the trouble lies when you love god less there is a way <laughs> how do i see put this for you now he said there is a way you 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 do not only abide in the protection and the provision of god he said it will repay you to your face by implication for me is repaying you with hatred but not in that in that sense but it's just like what you say what if i man swear that shall he also reap you see he loses you lose this protection. You lose this provision. You lose this defense. I will repay you to your face. I'll make you see what I mean because you see, he has already promised us it will be an adversary to our adversary. So when you hate him, he withdraw his protection. He allows the enemy to do what he's supposed to do in your life. Are you getting this? And some of us are suffering from this. Not because God hates people. Not because God wants to revenge. But you just lose his protection. Why? Because you love him less. So whatever thing you put your trust in, God is like saying, let that thing defend you. Let that thing provide for you. Let that thing heal you. Since your trust is in something else. Are you getting what I'm saying? That one means you repair them to his face. Amen? Why? Because you love him less. So your priority should be right. And what should be the first priority? God. Seeking for the kingdom of God, the Bible says. Amen. Again, look at the book of Job. Job chapter 2, verse 28, verse 22. Job 8, verse 22. Praise the living God. They that hear thee shall be clothed with shame. And the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. Now wickedness here also has to do with you, Moving away from God. God told Israel they were wicked people. What was the wickedness? Because they forsook God for other gods. And the Bible says when you hate God, what happened? You be clothed with shame. Praise God. And then, that means failure. <laughs> we, 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 I don't know how to put this for you. But you see, you will continuously believe in your life experiencing failure and disappointment. It's looking you on through the face. And that is a portion of the wicked. The wicked are men that turn away from the Lord. The wicked are men that hate God. The wicked are men that love God less. Praise the living God. And we see here, I am saying this for you to make your priorities right. So that when you call on God, it should be with a free heart, it should be with a clear hand. It should be with a pure heart. It should be with the spirit of confidence that you have. Praise the living God. I, I, you, you can testify to the, the Father. Sometimes when you miss fellowship or wanting or the other, something tells you you are not doing the right thing. Your conscience talks to you. Am I correct? Right. And the Bible says, if our conscience condemns, God is greater than our conscience. You see what I mean? Your conscience tells you this thing you're doing towards God is not right. You're not being in fellowship when you should be there. It's not right. Your conscience pricks you. That's the Spirit actually talking to you, and it's a clear indication that you're developing hatred for God. What is that supposed to mean? You're loving Him less, just like Jacob loved Leah and loved. I mean, uh, Rachel and love Leah less and God said God God now said you do what you hate Leah so not that you hate her in terms of well I want to kill her or something but like I said before you just love the person less than he's supposed to be praise the living God all right and so Exodus 23 verse 20 And this is part of what God is trying to say. When you try to love me less, this is what I'm supposed to do to you. Ordinarily, this is my position for you. This is my demand for you. But when you love me less, then I'm going to allow shame to come unto you by implication. The things that we're about to read, I will no longer do them. Okay, so Exodus 23 verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee. To keep thee in the way. And to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Now one thing is certain. Praise God. Praise God. One thing is certain. There is a destiny for you. There is a place God has ordained for your life. There is a place God has determined to bring you into. There is a fulfillment of that prophetic agenda that God has for you. And God is saying I set an angel to walk with you. To take you to that prophetic destiny that he has ordained for your life. Every one of us has a place that God has ordained. We were not only. I mean saved from the foundation of the world who are saved for a purpose you see paul would want to say i have finished my course a course is something designed that you have to accomplish there is something god intends you to accomplish as you come to this life and the bible is making us understand that in walking towards the fulfillment of your destiny there's an angel that god has signed unto you to bring you to that place are you following what I'm saying here this is very very critical and that is why you see when you walk in the will of God the ultimate thing for defense is obedience you walk in this will, God is prepared to defend you you walk by what he tells you God is prepared to defend you amen somebody now look at verse 21 he said beware of him and obey what his voice Provoke him not, for I will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. This is actually Jesus Christ taking the people to the promised land. Right? Okay. Now, but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, this is the key. And do all that I speak. Obey his voice. I speak. You have to understand. Hallelujah. He who God sent is one with God. If you obey his voice and all that I speak, that means he is speaking through the angel that he sent to you. Praise God. And sometimes this angel do not raise mean spirit beings. They also can also stand for people that God has sent your way. Just to assist you. Just to guide you. Amen. Hallelujah. Good. Then, I will be what? An enemy unto the enemies. And what? An adversary unto the what? Adversaries. I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will be an adversary to your adversary. Now, in, in quote or by implication, <coughs> you similarly don't have an enemy. Because whoever determines to be your enemy, automatically becomes the enemy of God. That's why he said, pray for your enemy, so that I take care of them. Are you following this? You, you do not. You shouldn't entertain the thought of an enemy. You should not. If you do, it means you're going to fight the battle. God is going to say back. But he's saying here, I will deal with those people who want to deal with you. As long as you obey my voice, as long as you follow my instruction, your enemy becomes my enemy. Adversary is any man that tries to stop you from progressing. Anything that wants to stop you from making progress, I am going to deal with that. And this is what he's saying. When you love me less, I'll let you go. So that your adversary will just mess you up. That's why I say you be clothed with shame. Your adversary, your enemies will have advantage over you because you love God less. But when you love him as you ought to love him, when you obey him as you ought to obey him, when you don't hate him in quote then the scripture comes to pass in your life he becomes an adversary to what your adversary your advancement in god i mean in in the life your progression in life whoever wants to stop you from attaining to what god has for you god takes care of that individual is anybody understand what i'm saying praise the living god this is when you read them, as they are moving down to the promised land, what did he tell them? I'm going to send Hornet before you to drive out the heat, are the Jebels out the perizzet, and the Every Everyone that is on your way, I am going to drive them out. Why? Because you obey my voice. It's me doing it. It's not you. Praise the living God. And it gets to the place when Israel wants to fight. The Bible says the fear and dread of God was going before them. In other words, all the Jebusites, the that they became afraid of the children of Israel. Why? Because God sent his fear towards them. By implication, if you have an enemy, if you have anybody that is trying to stand on your way, there is a dread that you carry. That when your enemy sees you, their heart will break them. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? Praise the living God. When your enemy sees you by reason of what God does in your life, your heart, your heart will begin to prick them. In fact, they can literally faint. They get into trouble. They can get into sickness just because of seeing you because they've hatred in their heart towards you. You read the case of Joseph. And they were saying, when we see Joseph and when Joseph sees us, he's going to remember that we hate him. And they will deal with us. You see their conscience was disturbing them. When the children of Israel were coming, I mean Jacob's uh, children were coming out of the I mean to meet Joseph in Egypt. They said when Joseph sees us, he's going to remember what we did to him and they will remember that we hate him. By implication they were afraid that he was going to deal with them. And that's exactly what happened. When somebody hates you, anytime he sees you, something is wrong already in his heart. He will not be comfortable. Yes, they are talking, their syllables will not be correct. Even if they are greeting you, it will be wrong because something is choking them. Is anybody understand what I'm talking about? And the same thing happens to you when you hate people. When somebody is standing before you, you can't speak well. Because your, your thought pattern, you are no longer coordinated. Are you following what I'm saying? So you see, you need to be free out of the spirit so that you can really have freedom. I mean. You, you don't need to be thinking about anybody. Like I keep saying, I don't think I have anybody that I have in my mind or I ever think about and feel, oh man, this man hate me, therefore I hate this man. I can't think that. Praise God. Are we still here? Again. Let me show you a little bit of the same thing of the problem with hating God. Let me go 26 verse 17. Hallelujah. Now, in Exodus 23, like we said, I will go before you, I will do all of this. Now, Leviticus 26, 17, and this is what it said. And I will set my face against you, and you shall be slain before your enemies. They that I hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee where none waits. Why? Because you hate God. Did you get that? Yes. I will allow your enemies to deal with you. You will be afraid of your shadow. <laughs> because you don't have any trust or faith in God anymore. Even your shadow will make you to be scared. You think that somebody is always after you. Are you following what I'm talking about? Because you know that you have lost the protection of God. God is not there for you. Faith is no longer working. And don't forget that. The Bible says, As many as come unto him, To believe that he is. And he said, The word of them that diligently seek him, By implication of Prevention, I mean, protecting, defending, making life available to you is in his hand. But when you love him less, your conscience will tell you. And that brings in some issues. But the truth again is this. God who love his son your life. But this has happened because of your conscience. Praise the living God. You see, I will allow your enemies to rule over you, to reign over your life. So some of the things we pass passing through is because we've removed ourselves from the protection of who? Of God. Praise the living God. And the fact again that God talks about the enemy shows that there are enemies. We know that. Is that okay? Right. Now God is not intending you to have that at the back of your mind all the time. But to realize that if you walk with him, he takes care of those people. If you walk with him and handle those people I will be an enemy to your enemy I will be adversary to adversary That's just that like the measure of hatred They have for you will be the measure of hatred God is going to develop towards these people Just to get them out of your way Praise the Lord Are we still here? Amen Alright, let's come to the individual And those who hate you Let's see how it works And let's see what God also said all I'm trying to say is how that you must not develop hatred towards God. By implication, don't love God less. Is it plain to anybody? Praise God. Okay, go with me to Psalm 41 verse number 7. Psalm 41 verse number 7. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise what my heart. This is what people that hate you try to do. Anytime anywhere they come together they discuss what can we do to bring him down what can we do to reduce him what can we do to stop him what can we do to make sure he doesn't prosper the way is prospering there are people that comes together like that for your sake just to hurt you why because they got hatred in their heart towards you and like i said before not because of anything you've done not because of any offense you've committed Not because of any wickedness you are exhibiting. They can just hate you because of your success. Like I said before, why did the children of Jacob hate? I mean, children of Israel, hate Joseph that much. Just because he was a dreamer. And the dream was exposing who he was going to be. Remember the father interpreted the dream. Are you trying to say me and your mother and your children will bow down to you? Hallelujah. They were able to understand who Joseph was going to be. And that was all. So the question is, how can this man rule over us? How can this man have dominion over us? They forgot that when God appoints a man, no matter who he is, once appointment comes into his life, it will rule over you, whether you like it or not. Are you there with me? And that is why, I posted something on Facebook recently, a lot of people are even sharing it. You see... When they were to appoint or anoint David as a king, his brothers were looking at David as a shepherd boy, but God was seeing a king in the life of David. So man doesn't see as God sees. There is a place God has ordained for you. There is something has dropped in your life. Man can't see it. Is anybody understand what I'm saying? Now, in the midst of that, they try to plan. And sometimes, when what God has for you begin to manifest, that's when they get angry. Maybe God intends you to be a successful man in business, whatever thing you are doing, and that is enough for them to stay together, to gather together, to whisper together, just to hurt you. How are they going to hurt you? They want to make sure you don't succeed, you don't get to that place that God has only for your life. But I want to make you understand that no matter what man tries to do, you are going to get to a place of fulfillment. Praise the living God. Are you still there? Right. I, I, when I was missing out two words that I gave this simple illustration Part of what I'm saying You see when we were over there In that upstairs When we started the ministry And then Somebody came to me and said Pastor I said yes Do you know why this church is not growing the way it should grow? I said no He said there is something somebody planted in the front of the gate That when the people see there, When they get to that place They get scared and they go back then I said, okay, so what do you want us to do? He said, we should conduct deliverance. I <laughs> just laughed. I said, have you forgotten the scripture that said, I will build my church and the gate of hell cannot prevail against it? Have you forgotten that so soon? I don't believe anybody can see anything and go back except God never send a person to worship here. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I can't accept that. I can't believe that. Amen. Like for I will let us know. The Bible meant to understand that all those that follow Saul were those that God stayed their hearts. You can't be here if God haven't sent you here. There is nothing that will keep you here. That's the simple truth. If God haven't sent you here, you can't be here. So, there is nothing anybody will do that will stop somebody from coming in here to worship. I told the person that. that's it. how many were they and how many are we now praise the living God are you follow what I'm talking about I don't believe for you that anybody can stop your business from prospering I don't believe it you don't even have to believe it amen somebody you can't believe it you don't have to allow anybody to believe it practically impossible it can't work except like I'm saying you're forsaking God and you love him less. Okay. Look at Deuteronomy 30 verse 7. Men are planning for your heart. Whatever the case may be. They want to stop you from prospering. But here is what the scripture says. Hallelujah. And the Lord. Everybody say and the Lord. And the Lord thy God. Your God. Who put all these curses upon the enemies. And on them that do what? Heal thee. Quick. Pass a thee. Now you can understand what the scripture says. Pray for those that despisefully use you and persecute you. I'm going to do this for you. Whatever thing they are desiring for you, I'll take it and give it back to them. Praise God, somebody. Did you see that? Anything they are planning is what they are getting. Any evil thing they are planning for you is going to be their reward. You need to understand that. So your faith to be in God. You don't have to be afraid of life. You don't have to be thinking of what people are going to do. Or the plans they have against you. Or what people tell you, told you. Or the prophecy they gave concerning you. You don't need to think about that. You think about God and stay with God. Praise the Lord. And the Lord that God will put all these causes All these causes If anybody even think of causing you The cause is going back Onto that individual Upon the enemy So you know what If you already have an enemy The enemy is collecting a lot of things from you Praise the living God Some of the headache you are supposed to get Are going to the enemy And then you are getting free And that's why you cannot hate anybody in your heart Because you also pick their own headache Are you there with me? It's so easy. Scripture guides us to the place where we can live in peace and joy all the days of our life. We just can. Praise the living God. I gave this illustration too over there when I was sharing with them. Some of you have mentioned that maybe one or two times. But just to illustrate this thing. I know when I was in Italy, when I was ministering, and there was a lady from Benin. You know, I was just ministering. I think I was talking about this, forgiveness too. I can't remember. I find that the lady start crying. As I was ministering, she was crying. When I finished, she came to me. And then I said, can you pray for me? Say, look, you've saved my life. Then I said, what happened? He said, well, because she was up to the age of marriage. And he said, the prophet told her that she can get married and her mother is responsible. And then after a while, she went to the prophet. Now, what do we do now? So now she, she, she went back to the prophet What am I supposed to do In terms of maybe We're going to deliverance Or whatever the case may be And the prophet said The only way for you to come out of this For you to get married Your mother must die And it's okay Is that the only answer I said that's the only solution Because as long as your mother is alive You're not going to get married And she said fine So She was planning now Get a ticket Fly down to Bini Make sure the mother dies And go back so that you can get married and that's when I started ministering and he said but you said I can forgive my mother and I can still get married even though my mother is alive and so I want to believe what you said and because of what I had in had towards my mother that's why I was crying I said okay then I pray with her. You. you're going to get married and I left three months down the line I got a call from Lagos the lady and she said I wish you can come to Lagos. I said, to do what? He said, I'm getting married in Lagos right now. After which I'm going back to Italy. I said, I'm sure your mother is dead already. He said, don't mind that prophet. My mother is still alive. Hallelujah. Sometimes the hatred you have in heart, the fear you have in heart, can stop you from making the progress you are supposed to make in life. I don't know if you getting this. He's talking about curses upon thy enemies by implication. If you believe somebody can curse you, if you believe you don't even need to believe that, because anybody try that is going to receive it back to himself. Praise the living God. The lady got married without a mother dying, and that is why it's not every word of prophecy that you hear that you run with. Because some of them are not truly of God. Any prophecy that takes you away from the mind of God is not of God, can't be of God, and doesn't work. Are you with me? Praise the living God. Let me give you a scripture along that line in terms of prophecy. Look at the book of Deuteronomy 13, verse number 1 and 2. So that you also be very careful when it comes to what you receive from people what you hear from people you don't live your life based on all of those things live your life based on the word of God Amen (laughs) if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder and the sign or the wonder come to pass wherefore he spake unto thee saying let us go after all the gods which thou have not known and let us serve them look at the next thing the Bible said, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dream, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen. And say if a prophet comes, if a dreamer of dream comes give you a revelation and a sign come to pass. Maybe somebody tell you okay now what I'm going to tell you as you live here that's a sign you're going to get. And you go out there of course what he told you really come to pass. But the next thing is telling you okay the way for you to overcome this is a problem like that lady now kill your mother or as the case may be just go and bring some little cow let's mix it and put some little paw to prevent this from happening. are you following what I'm talking about anything that takes your faith away from God he's saying that's a false prophet but what he told you came to pass don't forget but the Lord wants you I mean wants to prove you whether you truly love him or not hallelujah are you see here okay so that's what the Lord is saying in Deuteronomy chapter thirty, verse seven. And the Lord our God will put all these curses upon the enemies, and on them that hate thee, quit thee Look at Psalm thirty-four, verse twenty-one. Hallelujah. Psalm thirty-four, verse twenty-one. Evil shall slay the wicked, can I hear an amen? And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. They that hate the righteous shall be desolate. Take this from the amplifier, let me see. Psalm 32, 21. Evil shall cause the death of the wicked. <laughs> and they who hate the just and righteous shall be held guilty and shall be condemned. That's the point. So if anybody have hate you, have hatred for you, Wants to bring you down. This is what happens. They shall be condemned. They shall be brought down. They shall be nullified. In fact the Bible says. They shall be desolate. Nothing. No substance. Shall stand. They shall be condemned. That is why you can't hate anybody. That is why you don't have to be afraid of even those that hate you. Praise the living God. Are you with me? Okay. Let's take a final scripture. Judges chapter 11 verse 7 here was a man that is called Jephthah Jephthah hallelujah are you there with me Jephthah's mother as it were got him out of wedlock if you will and so there was hatred for him because of who he was and what's the next thing that happened the people banished him from the city this guy cannot inherit with us the banished from the land and jephthah was not discouraged jephthah never cried to anybody jephthah never felt sorrowful that is why i'm going to tell you something there are things that happen to your life sorrow is not the answer courage is the answer praise the living god sorrow can't solve your problems it's courage that solves your problem it's wisdom that solves your problem. It's insight that solves your problem. It's knowing who you are that solves your problem. It's not being discouraged. It's not crying. It's not willing. That's not going to solve your problem. Praise God somebody. So here is Jephthah sent away. Jephthah was not worried. He took a a few guys that believe in him and they left the city and they went to somewhere else and guess what? He was able to build an army for himself. And that is how to live. When one system fails, get ready. Another one is going to stand up for you. When one failure comes, success is just awaiting you. When one door closes, another door is already opening. When the door is shut against you, look to the one that is open. Open. there is something ahead of you only your sight can detect that only your spirit can detect that praise God somebody hallelujah I want you to understand. I shared with us here some time ago. Concerning the life of Hagar. Remember that? When Sarah told Abraham, Let's get this slave girl and the son out of this house. And the Bible made us understand Abraham actually sent Hagar and Ishmael out of the house. And got to a point that the water he gave to them got finished. And then... A guy now started crying, put the child some distance away and was watching and say, I don't want to see the child die. She was not in sorrow. She was in pain. She was crying under a tree and an angel came and said, why are you crying? What do you want that you're crying for? Look by your side there. There is what? A well of water. Take water from that well and give to the child. So what happened? This is a story. Sometimes the solution to your problem are just right around the corner. But because you are so much in sorrow, you are so much in tears, you can't even see the solution. You can't see the answer to your problem. Why? Because you're concentrating in pains. You're concentrating in sorrow. You are trying to find out why the thing happened. You are trying to ask. God, question why He has allowed what happened to happen, but God is giving you an answer, even that which has happened. God is giving you an answer, a route and a way to come out of it. But you don't see that because sorrow has consumed you, and that's why David you say, Oh, my soul, why I that comes down? Come on, wake up, set up yourself, come out, be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jephthah held on to life. Jephthah was not discouraged. Jephthah didn't feel. They hated him. Jephthah didn't feel. They trusted him out. He built an army. And look at the next thing that happened. They came back to Jephthah. Hallelujah. Go to verse 5. Let's read from verse 5. They went back to Jephthah. Amen. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Todd. That's where he went to. And what's the next thing? The Bible says, And the sons of Jephthah come and be our captain. Oh glory, glory, glory. That we may fight with the children of Ammon. Hallelujah. This was the guy they drove away. But they saw something in Jephthah. I told you before. One thing that makes people hate you is what is in your life. One thing that makes people hate you is your success in life. They trusted with Jephthah because they feel you are becoming so strong. And now, war has come. They don't have the kind of person that Jephthah was to be able to fire the war. They went back to Jephthah. Can I tell you something? Your enemy shall come down bowing to you. Did you understand that? One of the quickest ways to shut the mouth of your enemy is to be a successful person. (laughs) Glory to God. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and expel me out of my father's house? Why are you coming to me now when you are in distress? Did you get that? They hated him. They sent him away from his father's house. But they saw something in Jephthah. When the trouble came, they went back to him. Those who hate you shall come by binding unto to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing that Jephthah said. Verse number 8. And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee right now. Praise God, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon. And be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Look at that. Be our head. The man that rejected now is going to be their own captain. The man that rejected is not going to be their leader. That's why Jesus said the stone that the builders refused will later become the chief cornerstone. Just believe in what God has deposited in your life. Your success is tied to the grace God has given to you. Your exhortation is tied to the grace God has given to you. And no man can stop you. Praise God somebody. Look at the next thing, verse number 9. just I said unto the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be your head? Hallelujah. I like him. He plays the car right there on the floor. Don't play tricks on me. Let's enter into a covenant. May your walls stand against you. You take me back. I win the war. Will you allow me to rule you? Let's get the answer. Verse number 10. And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, the Lord be a witness between us, hallelujah. If we do not so according to what thy word now, your word is what stand, your word is what prevail. No matter who try to cast you out, no matter who try to reduce you, no matter who try to hate you, you will be the one to speak last. And your word will count. Your word will stand. I am trying to make you understand, clean out your heart. There is no enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. Everything God says about you, everything God says concerning you, will come to pass. No matter how many people that hate you, you will be the one to speak last. And your word which we speak last, is what is going to stand. Praise the living God. Your new day has come. Your new season has come. Victory is at your doorstep. Victory is at your doorstep. A new door just opened for you. A new light just break forth for you. You are going to be the head and no detail. Jephthah said, "I will be your head," and the people said, "Whatever thing what you say, we come to stand." We agreed I will be your head. Jesus, I mean the scripture tells us you will be the head and no detail. If you stand with what God says, you are going to succeed. You are going to arrive. You are going to get to the place of total victory, and your enemy shall come by and to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive a new season. A new light. A new power. A new victory. Let the oil of leadership rest upon your head now. In the name of Jesus. And this oil will begin to manifest in your place of work. In your business. In your family. The leadership capacity. Receive it today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up. He who God have not caused cannot be caused by man. Every cause that want to come to you that God have not ordained will not land on your head. It will not arrive on your head. God is waving those things off right now, and so what you need to do is to set your heart. Set your heart, set your heart, set your heart, set your heart. Is there anybody you are angry with? Is there anybody you are offended with? Is there anybody whose thought is troubling your mind? Set your heart. That is where the victory begins. That is where the victory begins. You see, Jephthah never went back to tell the people, "Now I'm not coming because you hated me. No, no, no. Jephthah maintained his school. He only gave them a condition. I can't go to the war front, get the victory, and then somebody has ruled me. You can dictate your terms to your enemy because of your heart that is full of love and forgiveness. You can determine your terms, you can dictate your terms. You'll be the last to so speak, and the last word is so powerful. You need to get that. So talk to the Father, clean out your heart, set your spirit free, and let God begin to walk. Let God begin to become your enemy And your adversary to your adversary Your enemy to your enemy He becomes the enemy to your enemy That he will set you wholly free And not just that that Those who hate you Will end up coming to confess to you They end up coming to reveal themselves to you They end up coming to say Rule over us We thought this about you But now we know God is with you Talk to the Father. Victory has just come. Glory has just come. You are entering a new day, a new season, a new walk, a new light. Right from this hour, you are free. No power can hold you back. You are free. No demon can shut you down. You are free. No cause, whether it's from parents or from family, no cause can arise upon your life. You are free in the name of Jesus thank you mighty God Father God I just make a declaration that everyone here hearing the sound of my voice that is under any cause, under any spell that men have placed upon him I demand that all of those things be reversed today in the name of Jesus Christ is there anything that is holding back your people from making progress whether it's from their village Whether from whatever quarter Is that a word of prophecy that have come to them I demand that all of those words Be brought to desolation now In the name of Jesus Christ And I release these people Into the victory that you have for them I release these people Into the joy that you have for them I release these people Into the success that you have for them Let your glory arise upon them Let your glory arise upon them Let victory arise upon them let there be the head and not the tail. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you precious father. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah.